0: is the final part not final part but this explains all the reasons why I left religion I I left Christianity, I left the church and these are all the reasons why I'm a secular person I'm a secularist I'm a non-religious person Let's discuss it. Um, Bruce Carrinser, April first, 2018. The absurdity of the Billy Graham Mike Pence Rule. Embedded Deep into the thinking of evangelical pastors is the notion that women to whom they are not married are dangerous creatures who must be kept at a distance, lest they tempt men of God to commit sexual sin. As a young ministerial student, I was taught that there were Jezebel's in every church and that I must never ever allow myself to be alone with any woman who was not my wife. According to my professors and chapel speakers, There would always be women lurking in the shadows of the steeple, ready and willing to, quote unquote, steal my sexual purity. Men, including pastors, were by nature weak-kneed, visually-stimulated horn dogs, Allow the doors of your office or study to be shut with you and a woman alone, and why anything could happen. This kind of thinking, of course, teaches men a warped view of women and human sexuality. While I agree that humans are sexual beings, a trait necessary for our species' propagation, it does not allow, it does not follow that every time two people of the opposite sex are alone with each other, sexual intercourse is a real and distinct possibility. Again, it does not follow that every time two people of the opposite sex are alone with each other, sexual intercourse is a real and distinct possibility. Common sense tells us otherwise. This view of women and human sexuality found its nexus with fundamentalist Baptist evangelist Billy Graham. Graham had three rules he lived by when it came to women who were not his wife. Graham would not travel alone with a woman, meet alone with a woman, or eat alone with a woman. These rules over time were called the Billy Graham Rules. While Graham was viewed as a liberal by independent fundamentalist Baptist IFB preachers, his three rules were taught and preached in IFB churches and colleges alike. Simply put, stay away from women who aren't your wife. Danger, Will Robinson, danger. Abstain from the very appearance of evil, the Bible says. Eating a meal with a woman who is not your wife, offering her a ride in your car, or counseling her alone with the door closed all give forth the appearance of evil. I knew of some pastors who wouldn't even counsel female church members out of fear that their ministry could be compromised most non-evangelicals had never heard of the billy graham rule until mike pence let it be known that he too avoided being alone with any woman who was not his wife moderns were astounded by his puritanical view of women but to my ears his words were what i had heard over and over again as the evangelical pastor recently john ellis wrote a post for pj media extolling the virtue of the Billy Graham Mike Pence rule in a post titled Can Men and Women Be Friends? Ellis wrote, after reading that mega pastor Five High Bells has been accused of sexual misconduct, I, commen- I commented to some friends that we Christian men need to be extra diligent in what we say and do around women. I said that because I believe that it's imperative that Christian men protect themselves and the women around them while serving women. Unfortunately, that, that's an increasingly difficult tightrope to walk in today's climate. To the point that it's appropriate to wonder if women and men can be friends. Most people within conservative Christianity get that. Most would shake their heads in suspicion if it were discovered that I frequently hung out along with a female pal, just the two of us shooting the breeze. But the claim that men and women can't be friends brings with it the charge of patriarchalism. From some of the same people who believe it unwise for a married man to hang out alone with a woman who is not his wife, or vice versa. Often the disconnect in conversations like this one comes down to how terms are defined. I contend that men cannot be friends with women the way that friend is defined when I'm speaking of my buddies. However, Christian men can and should count Christian women as their sisters in Christ. Sadly, the desire for personal purity and the pursuit of holiness often brings with it the accusation of. Patriarchalism. Mike Pence was assigned sign that pejorative afterwards revealed that he doesn't dine along with women not named Karen Pence. Mike Pence was accused of creating an environment that makes it harder for women to succeed. However, as Pence continued to suffer the slings and arrows of those who despise his desire to interact with women, quote unquote, in all purity, the Me Too movement was created as powerful men began to be exposed to sexual predators. Sadly, even in the face of the Expanding Me Too movement, many of my, Mike Pence's critics still fail to see the wisdom of his personal standards of interaction around women. Serving our sisters in Christ in all period requires acknowledging the truth that because of sin, the issue of sex will always be within reach when it comes to members of the opposite sex. Once again, that's why most conservative Christians will look... Ascant As to me going on an overnight fishing trip along with a woman who's not my wife. But even beyond obvious examples of overnight trips, men need to be careful about how they interact with women in our day to day lives. Among other things, Bill Highbells has been accused of giving lingering hugs. It's a good thing that I'm an introvert. I don't like being touched or touching people. If I were a hugger, I can't imagine how I would defend myself against an accusation. Uh, Ah, Ah, thanks for being patient with me, Ronald. I'm just really taking in all this information there we go and that's not to defend high bells or to claim that women who are made to feel uncomfortable by the actions of men are wrong for speaking up and defending themselves my point is that it's incredibly difficult to know exactly how a word a look or a touch even if it meant innocently will be taken because men often view women as little more than objects of pleasure and taking advantage of them Many of our sisters in Christ have been deeply hurt in the past, but we as their brothers in Christ say or do can have the unintended consequence of being perceived within the context of past abuse. Among other things, loving our sisters in Christ demands that we be careful not to cause more harm and more hurt. On a lesser scale, it's also important that Christian men guard ourselves. Since it is easy for our motivation to be incorrectly assumed, we need to make sure that we are acting above reproach around our sisters in Christ. According to Ellis, all men should live according to Billy Graham-Mike Pence rule. I say all oh, and not just married men because Ellis, who described himself as a conservative Christian, likely believes that it is a sin for unmarried to have sex. Thus, not only should married men abstain from being alone with women who are not their wives, so should unmarried men. Women for married and unmarried men alike are the problem. If married men want to keep themselves morally pure, then they must never ever put themselves in positions where they are alone with women. For married men, the wife of their youth awaits legs spread wide, ready and willing to satisfy their sexual needs. Unmarried men have no such fire extinguisher awaiting them. The apostle Paul said it's better better to marry than to burn, yet they too are implored to avoid being alone with the opposite sex. So what are these young men to do? Many of them, if they marry at all, do not marry until their late 20s. This means that they must wrestle with unsatisfied raging hormones for 12 to 15 years. And remember, masturbation, lustful self-gratification that leads to homosexuality is, for bo- is forbidden too. I love his sarcasm. This kind of thinking breeds immature, juvenile men, men who are weak. Men who are not in control of their sexuality, men who see women primarily as objects of sexual gratification, Alice Graham and Pence would likely object to my characterization of their beliefs. But it seems clear, at least to me, that women are treated as dangerous, seductive beings who must be avoided, lest being alone with them leads to intercourse on office and study floors. This kind of thinking objectifies women, turning them into chattel used for male sexual gratification. Since this is, He's quoting now the evangelical mentality. Since the inspired and infallible word of God condemns all sexual behavior except married, heterosexual, vaginal intercourse, preferably in the missionary position and primarily for human propagation, any relationship or circumstance that could even remotely lead to moral compromise must be resolutely avoided. A separate discussion is whether consensual adult sex with someone other than your wife or sex between unmarried is necessarily wrong. In quotations, as I have stated time and if I, as I have stated time and again on this blog, evangelical men need to grow up and own their sexuality. If they can't control themselves when around physically and sexually attractive women, the fault is theirs. Plenty of men are around women publicly and privately, yet they somehow keep themselves from having sex with them. These men have learned how to control their thoughts and behaviors. I have viewed countless women who have found attractive. My wife and I, now that we no longer concern ourselves with thoughts of God, judgment, and hell, are free to say to the other, that's an attractive man, that's an attractive woman. Both of us have found it interesting the type of people the other is attracted to. Men I thought Polly would consider hot often elicit a meh from her. She really likes gay guys. Same with the kind of woman Polly thinks I would be attracted to often elicits a shrug from me. It's liberating to be able to express my thoughts, interests, and desires that were that it could lead to adultery or sin, according to the B-I-B-L-E, that lands offenders in the lake of, in the lake of fire. Um, Polly's around other men at work, yet I don't worry that she might stray. It would be crazy for her to do so having a stud muffin like me at home. (laughs) As a photographer, I'm often up close and personal with women, yet my wife doesn't fret over this. She knows that for Bruce, Polly is his one and only. Now, this doesn't mean that neither of us have ever been tempted to break our marital vows, we have, But we value our lives with each other and our family far more than we do three minutes and 20 seconds of pleasure. For us, it's a matter of what's important to us. There are going to be times when we're alone with people of the opposite sex. That's life. If someone is flirtatious, if someone is flirtatious, even comes up to one of us, we expect the other to exercise maturity and wisdom and handle things appropriately. During the Christmas season, my Santa Claus alter ego often as women who are quite friendly towards him. I've had more than a few women, young and old, want to get up close and personal and have a photo taken with Santa. In my mind, it's all fun and games. I found, now that I'm in my 60s and have a white beard, that women in general are more friendly towards me. I suspect it's my grandfatherly look that says to him, I am safe. Certainly looks can be deceived, but in this case, the only fear anyone should have of this Santa Claus is him getting stuck coming down the chimney Men need in their lives women who are not their wives. Men need female friends. Even the buddy type of friends Alice says men cannot have. I was well into my late 40s before I had female friends. I spent most of my adult life living according to the Billy Graham-Mike Pence rule. Not perfectly, of course. In one church, I picked up a woman for services every Sunday for a decade. She was 20 years older than I, and due to a severe vision problem, she couldn't drive. One couple left the church and a huff let it be known that they thought this woman and I were having an affair. We both laughed when we heard this. I gave this couple, in my mind anyway, a go freak yourselves. That's his nice way of saying, go fuck yourselves. Several years later, I learned that the male of this couple had repeatedly sexually violated his daughter when she was young. I have no doubt that his wife knew that it was going on too. Yeah, they were, quote, unquote, concerned over me driving a woman to church. Child, please. Or as I want to say, motherfucker, please. Asshole, please. It took me, or jackass, please. Oh, yeah, or asswipe, please. It took me leaving the ministry in Christianity Christianity to realize the value and importance of having female friends. Over the past decade or so, I've been privileged to befriend a number of women. Having them in my life has forced me to change my view of the opposite, sex. Evangelicalism is inherently patriarchal and misogynistic. Let the screaming and whining begin. Thus I had a warped, deficient view of women for many years. Much like my views of LGBTQ+ plus people, my beliefs about women were largely shaped by what evangelical men and the women are property Bible said about them. Divorcing Jesus, we were in a same sex marriage and throwing aside the authority of the Bible allowed me to take a fresh look at my relationship with women. This blog and social media has brought to my life a corn, cornucopia of women, along with LGBTQI plus people too. My editor is a woman. I doubt had I been an evangelical blogger that our relationship would have have worked. Now, not only have my grammar and style improved, but her input has helped me mature as a person. Other women have challenged some of the things I've written asking me to consider their perspective. I remember one woman taking issue with my use of the word pussy. I used the word to imply weakness. However, to women, my use of this word Said women are weak. Once this was pointed out to me, I stopped using it. Well, except in the privacy of my bedroom, that is. <laughs> oh my God! I wonder would she also take issue of the use of the word dick? Does that imply the this, the this, uh, this shit bag? syndrome that men have apparently does that imply that women that men are shit piles too i'm just wondering and would she use the word dick in the privacy of her bedroom that is hey i'm just thinking i'm just saying moral consistency people Moral consistency. And my wife. She loves the new and improved Bruce Garenser, the man who now views her as an equal, as a partner, as someone whose opinions and ideas have value. Most of all, she loves the fact that this man of hers has gone from being the head of the home to being her friend. Not, all, not only are we lovers and confidence, we are best friends. We trust each other, each believing that the other will honor, even when alone with the opposite sex, the commitment we made 40 years ago. No fling is worth what we have built together over the past five decades. Why in the world would I want to trade the best cookie in the world for a romp in the sack? For a romp in the sack with someone I don't really know? Polly makes the most awesome sloppy joes I've ever eaten. Better than sex? Oh yes, they are. Since she tried this new recipe out the first time a few weeks ago, I asked her to make it again several times. Heaven! Oh my! God. God, it's on my plate. Thank you very much. If given a choice between illicit relationship with Polly Sloppy Joe's, I know which one I'm taking. Well, that and the fact that she now does all her cooking with cast iron pans. I can only imagine to rip off the title of the latest evangelical porno to hit the big screen. I can only imagine <laughs> dot com, what one of the pans would do to the side of my head. Mmm. And he says, I hope both men and women will share their thoughts and experiences in the comments section. Are women really as dangerous as Graham, Pence, and Ellis say they are? Oh, hell no. Damn it, hell no. Hell nah. Oh, hell to the nah. Oh, hell to the motherfucking no. That's what I say. Time away. Oh, that's what I'm doing. So, I want to talk about the fact that one of the things that makes it easy for me um, that I want to tell you about I remember hearing this years ago and I never applied this rule because in my mind i'm I'm a gentleman what do I need to? do this for I don't need to do this I am honoring of women so what's the problem I thought about that rule and I never agreed with it I never been okay with it so I thought I I despise the belly Graham Mike Pence rule I will never practice it I never have. I'm not doing that now. I never will later. I I never practice the Billy Graham Mike Pence rule under any circumstances. I never practice Billy Graham Mike Pence rule under any time periods, under any locations, uh, to to any audiences. Never, 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 never. That's all I feel. So I agree with Bruce. Everywhere he said, I strongly agree. And, um I think about how women when we say strong women a lot of times we don't mean that in an empowering way we society often says it in a way that makes women feel like why does my why do I always have to show I'm strong why is my strength always being abused why am I always being abused and so, you know, I'm glad that Bruce honored the woman's request in terms of his verbiage. I would have done the same thing. Um, I think about how my relations with women have been improved. It was never bad. But my grandma did teach me as I have gotten older I've been maturing in chivalry. and so this is me saying out loud what I've been—I've di- been growing in terms of my dynamics of women, relationships with women, my perceptions of women, their dynamics with me, their relationships with me, and their perceptions of me. They've been growing in that. Um, so I appreciate him uh, mentioning this. Um, Another thing that makes it easy for me, I'm not going to lie. One of the reasons why I'm single is because... I love the idea of whoever I'm attracted to. And whoever's attracted to me and the attraction is mutual. I want to act on it. If I'm married, I can't. But let's say I had some female friends. Most of them, we wouldn't, we, they and myself would not see each other romantically way, sexually. But let's say after a while, I wanted to do a like, black book. Let's cut to the chase. Do you want to go further or not? More than likely, I would say yes. So I love the freedom of being able to act out my attractions um, by choosing to stay. That's one of the reasons why I chose to stay single. It's so like I love that. I'm not saying marriage is slavery. I'm not saying that. I'm saying for myself, that's what that's one of the definitions of freedom to me. It's I want to experience people that I'm genuinely attracted to as long as the attraction is mutual I just love that luxury this harmless luxury of you know it's like look I I want you so bad it's driving me crazy I'm like well I feel the same way and yeah I just love that fruit that's one of the reasons why I'm ethically non-monogamous um but most of my relationships with women are spent in intellectual intimacy um emotional intimacy um crisis intimacy like handling hard times well so that we don't call, we don't call each other hard times Professional intimacy, being very colleagueish, you know. So, and social intimacy, being around each other and being appropriate, you know, in public and in private. So, most relationships with women, there is no sex happening. There is no lovey dovey going on. There is no romantic anything occurring. Uh, Most of them are. Colleague-ish and sisterly. Auntie. Motherly. Grandmotherly. Cousin-ish. Niece-ish. Those kind of things. Mo- most of my with women are like that. Um, most of my with women are also, you know, talk buddies. Hangout buddies. Um, cordial waving hello how you doing and that's about it that's as far as it goes very few of my relationships with women are filled with steaminess and hotness Um uh, and my friendships true friendships with women who are married or they already have they're seeing somebody. Um, those are more like sisterly relationships to be honest. that we have a brother and sister relationship. so that's what how we've defined our friendship is like we're siblings. I have a lot of sibling relationships with women. so especially the ones that are not single that they they're taken. Um, they, they have their own hotness and steaminess going on where they are, and I have my hotness, steaminess going where I am, so that's how I approach, you know, married women, engaged women, women who are commitment dating, or women who have, um, their friends with benefits or however sexually they are, and we, we just don't have that electricity with each other. But we you know we're still family like, friends, friends, you know, and family like towards each other. So that's what's happening. Um, I just wanted to comment on that. Okay. So now I want to explain this comment. Um, why, what IFB churches believe about divorce? Bruce Garinzer, October 7, 2021. I am reposting this article. I am reposting this article to better explain Dr. David Tees's David Decent slash in NBN horrible view of marriage, divorce, and domestic violence. Brendan Barwick also responded to and NBN's claims here and here. Churches and pastors who identify with the independent fundamentalist Baptist IFB church movement generally believe that the marriage is for life and that divorce is a sin. While you will find a variety of interpretations among IFB churches and pastors, I can safely say they hate divorce. The Bible says in Malachi chapter 2 verse 14 through 16, Yet we say, wherefore, because the Lord has been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth, against whom thou hast dealt treacherously, yet she is thy companion. And the wife of thy covenant, and did he not and did not he make one? Yet had he the residue of the spirit, and wherefore one? That he might seek a godly seed. Therefore take heed to your spirit, and let none deal treachery against the wife of his youth. For the Lord the God of Israel saith that he God hated for putting away divorce, for one covering it violence with his garments. Say if the Lord of hosts, therefore take heed to your spirit that ye deal not treacherously. The Bible says that God hates divorce. IFB Christians are fond of saying that they love what God loves and hate what God hates. So it should come as no surprise then that the sin of divorce is roundly hated. Not as hated as say homosexuality, liberalism, sleeping during the pastor's sermon, Or women wearing pants were definitely a top ten sin. There are generally four IFB positions on divorce. Adultery is the only ground for divorce. First, many IFB churches and pastors believe that there is one ground for divorce, adultery. Matthew chapter 19, verse 3 through 9. Jesus purportedly said, The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that which have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made the male and female, and said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh? Wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh. What? Therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. They say unto him, Why did Moses then command to get the writing of divorcement and to put her away? He said unto him, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, suffer you to put away your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. And I say unto you, Whosoever shall put away his wife, except that he for fornication, shall marry another, committeth adultery. Whoso marrieth her, which is put away, doth commit, uh, doth commit adultery. Jesus is clear the only valid reason for divorce is adultery. I should know in passing that only men were permitted to divorce their wives. Can somebody say, misogyny and homophobia adultery and abandonment are the only grounds for divorce some ifb trips and believe there are two grounds for divorce adultery and abandonment by an unbelieving spouse first Corinthians chapter 7 verse 10 to 16 states now to the married i command ye not i but the lord let not the wife depart from her husband But, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife. But to the rest speak I not the Lord. If any brother hath a wife that believeth not, and she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away. And the woman which hath a husband that believeth not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Elsewhere are your children unclean, but now are they holy. But if the unbelieving depart, let them depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God hath called us to peace. For what knowest thou, O wife, whether thou shalt save thy husband? Or how knowest thou, O man, whether thou shalt save thy wife? Yeah, sometimes reading the King James English is very difficult for me. Paul tells the Corinthian Christians that if a congregant has an unbelieving spouse who abandons him, the congregant has two choices, reconciliation of living single the rest of his life. Many IFE churches and pastors believe this the passage of scripture that teaches that abandonment is also grounds for divorce. However, this passage only applies to mixed marriages, marriage where one spouse is a Christian and the other is not. Further, Paul makes it clear that if an unbelieving female spouse leaves a Christian husband, he is not to divorce her, that he must either be reconciled to her or remain single all the days of his life. Just one drop of Jesus' blood washed away my sins is how they feel. Divorce for any reason is permitted before salvation. Some be church churches and pastors believe that divorce for any reason is permitted as long as it occurred before a person is saved. The thinking goes something like this. The moment a person prays the sinner's prayer, he or she becomes a new creation. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I wish they would use all gender pronouns so it won't come off as transphobic. Salvation gives the believer a new life. Past sins are washed away by the blood of Jesus and cast into the sea of God's forgetfulness to be remembered no more. Thus, pre-G- thus pre-Jesus divorce and murder, sexual assault and spousal abuse doesn't count against doesn't count against a new Christian. I remember one t- I remember one evangelist who came regularly to one church I pastored that had divorced in his past, in his pre-Jesus life. He hid this from me and other pastors, knowing that many of us believe that Bible-taught preachers must be the husbands of one wife, not one wife at a time. Years later, I found years later, I found out that his first wife was a 13-year-old girl he impregnated. They later divorced, but his ex-wife believes her preacher ex-husband still has an appetite for younger girls. When I question his man about his former marriage, he replied, It's under the blood, brother. It's under the blood. In other words, he refused to be held accountable for anything he did B.C. before Christ. There are no grounds for divorce. Wow. Some people say BC means before church. (sighs) Wow. There are no grounds for divorce. Some IFB church and pastor believe there are no grounds for divorce, that the exceptions granted by Jesus and Paul were given into the hardness of man's heart. At God's standard is marriage until death do we part. While allowance is made for women, the husbands, if they regularly beat them, separating spouses were told that under no circumstances could they divorce and remarry. they reminded that Jesus said, Whoever shall put away his wife except it be for fornication, shall marry another, committed an adultery, and whosoever married her, which put away death, commit adultery. In other words, a you marriage, you're an adulterer. IFB luminary John R. Rice's act. Should a divorced woman remarry her husband who wants her back or married the other man she was in love with, he responded she should remarry her husband you see. When she was married first she took a solemn vow to love, honor, and obey. Until death goes apart and the Bible clearly teaches that divorce is wrong. Even if the husband mistreats the wife and of course all husbands and wives are human. Fail in some degree. Still Still she was his wife. She had promise to be with him until death and God wants her to obey her husband and love him and treat him. I think that if a wife will set out to obey her husband, she will find that love will increase. She will have to confess to God her sin of loving another man and in her heart she will honestly turn from that in repentance. Then God will help her to love her husband and help the husband to forgive and love her. Things are not always easy. Still, the only way to act is to do right and have God's blessing. Satan always has some very attractive ways in sin. Sin is always attractive at first, but it always ends bad. The Bible says the way of transgressions grasses is hard. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 15. And again, the Bible says in numbers chapter 13, verse 23, be sure your sin will find you out. And Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says the wages of sin is death. First Corinthians chapter 10, verses 10 through 13 says, And unto the married I command, yet not I but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband, but that but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife. But to the rest speak I, not the Lord. If any brother hath a wife that believes not, she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away. And the woman which hath a husband that believes not, if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. Now the thing to do is now, the thing to do is to believe that God will restore happiness and that he will help straighten things out, so give him a chance to do that. Rice's answer, answer was typical of what I heard as a longtime member of pastor of IFB churches. In 1994, I was between pastorates, and Polly and, and our six children and I attended an IFB church pastored by my best friend. One night, I went with him on a visitation call to a church family who was having marital problems. They were seriously contemplating divorce. My preacher made it clear to them that God hated divorce, that there were no biblical grounds for divorce. He said, you have two choices, either reconcile or separate and remain unmarried. In his eyes, getting a divorce and then remarrying was a grievous sin and grounds for excommunication. He on to say, God says if you remarry, both you and your new spouse are adulterers late on our way home i questioned about his position on divorce i asked if they were married what is it that makes them adulterous you fight the sex act i said so every time they have sex they're committing adultery my friend paused for a moment thinking this was another one of bruce's famous theological traps and then said yes and sure enough walked to one of my traps i replied, so no one who is divorced and remarried is a christian and anyone in your church who is divorced and remarried i mentioned several couples by name Will spend eternity in hell. As he pondered my questions, I reminded him that the Bible said in First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine through eleven: "Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived; neither fornicators, nor, adult, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abuses of themselves of mankind." Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of God. If, as the Bible says, adulterers not inherit the kingdom of God, I said, then doesn't that mean that divorced, remarried people whom you say are adulterers, will not inherit the kingdom of God? After a seemingly long period of silence, my friend said, Well, maybe I need to rethink my position maybe i need to, to rethink my position you think conclusion is it any wonder that divorced people feel out of place is it any wonder that divorced people feel out of out of place and marginalized ifb churches worse yet the aforementioned positions on divorce or marriage can lead to women in particular during all sorts of abuse at the hands of their husbands in october 2015 i wrote a post titled domestic violence in ifb church Here's an excerpt from that post that illustrates the danger of taking a no divorce position. Years ago, the church I was pastoring joined together with other IFB churches to hold a joint revival meeting. The pastor was Bill Rice III. I'm almost certain if it was Bill Rice, but it could have been Pete Rice. Both were associated with the Bill Rice ranch. One night, Bill Rice preached on the subject of marriage and divorce. Rice did not believe that there were any grounds for divorce. He said that even if a husband was beating on his wife, the wife should stay in the marriage. Perhaps she would win her husband to Jesus by her willingness to stay in the marriage. Rice, intent intimated that several rice intimated that saved husbands don't beat their wives by the time this meeting my views have already begun to change and i pulled our church out of the meetings i was convinced that rice was advocating woman and her husband beating on her and implying that god wanted her to do so the teachings of the bible on marriage and divorce at the time when women were viewed as chattel as little more than property there's nothing in jesus or paul's teachings on marriage slash divorce that suggests they moved beyond the beliefs and practices found in the Old Testament. Jesus, being God, hated divorce. And the Apostle Paul, well, he had a real problem with women in general. I have long asked, why would anyone want to be an evangelical Christian? I wrote it one time. Why would any woman want to be an evangelical Christian? If the Bible is inspired the inspired word of God, every word is true. Why would any modern thinking woman ever darken the door of the evangelical church? Over the past hundred years, women have continued to gain rights and privileges kept from them by men, law, and social propriety. The right to vote, equal pay for equal work, the right to use birth control, and the right to have an abortion, the right to divorce. While women do not yet have equal rights and privileges in this country, each progress has been made toward that end. Why don't women have true equal rights and privileges in America? Don't deceive yourself into thinking they do. There are still places in our society where the signs say men only. The primary reason women are denied basic civil rights and social proof is that Christian is that Christian patriarchal thinking still permeates our society. I dare add female misogyny plays a role in that too. Evangelical Christianity teaches that women are inferior to men. The Bible calls women a weaker vessel. The Bible teaches that women are to be married, keepers of the home, bearers of children, and sex partners for their husband, unless the husband goes Old Testament and has multiple wives and concubines. The word polygamy. Think about that. King Solomon is the hint. Simply put, the Bible teaches that the word of the world of women revolves around husband, food, children, and sex. If the Bible is meant to be taken as written, women have no part in the governance of society or the church. Women are relegated to teaching children as women age, They are given the task of teaching younger women how to be good wives. I am of the opinion that many women embrace evangelical Christianity and team in the church because of the social family connection they have with others in the church. They're willing to put up with being considered second-class citizens as long as they can maintain those connections. I suspect this is due to the maternal instinct that most women have. Others have been so indoctrinated by the men in their life that they actually think they are inferior to men and meant to be their slaves. I've had more than a few conversations with women who cannot or will not, say, will not see that they deserve a far better life than they now have. As long as there are marriages, there will be divorces. Sometimes people marry the wrong person and find out their spouses were not the people they thought they were. The issues that can derail a marriage and lead to divorce and lead to divorce are are many. As a humanist, I desire peace and happiness for everyone. Sometimes the only way for a married couple to find peace and happiness is to divorce. Yet I IFB churches and pastors would, have, would rather have couples spend their lives living in misery with people they do not love. Years ago, an older woman began attending the church I was pastoring at the time. After a few visits, I stopped by her home to get to know her better. I found out that she was married, but her husband was nowhere to be found. Later, a church member who knew her well told me, Yes, yeah, she is married, but her husband lives in the second story of the house. They don't speak to each other. Come to find out they have been living this way for 25 years. Why the Bible says the Bible says no divorce? So this couple had lived in the same home for 25 years but apart from each other, much like boxers in the ring retreating to their respective corners. Sorry, but this is no way to live. The good news is that evangelical churches in general are becoming more accepting and tolerant of divorce. However, in the far-flung edges of the evangelical universe, there's still churches and pastors who take a no-divorce position, demonize divorced people, and promote beliefs that can and do cause physical and psychological harm to women and children. Yet many of these same preachers support Donald Trump. Talk about hypocrisy. Are you a former IFB slash evangelical church member? What position did your past What position did your church slash pastor take on divorce? Did you get divorced while still a member of an IFB slash evangelical church? Please share your experiences in the comment section. I was, I am pro-divorce when it comes to adultery, uh, domestic violence. um, The survive, you know, the well-being of the children, the well-being of any, you know, the well-being of a spouse who's enduring intimate partner violence. And any other logical reason that divorce is in place. I'm pro-divorce when it comes to all those things. Um, I agree with Bruce on his views on divorce, 100%. I think that explains the 49 to 50% divorce rate, RAT, that's very high in the religious world. Um, because we're not teaching people what it means to be a godly couple in a godly marriage. We're teaching people to marry out of lust, not love. We're teaching people to make it look like you're committed, but not actually be committed. We do it for religious approval, the approval of the legal system, and the approval of our work society. We're not teaching people. How to handle conflicts. How to handle tough times. How to keep the honeymoon period. Because after a few months. It goes from you feel it so much. Now you have to actually work. Because you live with a person. You know their habits. You know what their lifestyle is, is consistent about uh so those are the things that um have to be considered for sure of uh, we're not teaching people how to work in the marriage because marriage is work relationships are work both parties have to put 100 in. it can't be one-sided because that's not a relationship at all we're teaching people to have marital situationships instead of their two relationships. Um I'm accepting tolerance of divorce under the appropriate circumstances where clearly divorce is the only way that the marital problems will end. Um You know those are things that have happened as for i'm glad bruce was able to change that guy's mind and i'm also glad that he pointed out the hypocrisy how he support trump who is somebody no one should ever marry and at the same time they're they're trying to control god they're trying to have world domination over god because the real god threatens these snakes these brutal vipers and then another thing i notice is impregnating a 13 year old girl to me that's rape to the law that's rape too to bright people that's rape um statutory rape baby that's that's a fucked up ass concept and then to have to be a product of a sex crime that's a shitty ass concept too um And you should divorce if there's murder, sexual assault, or spouse, abuse, of course, of course, even if you don't have children, just divorce is, per- I think divorce for any reason should be permitted. If the person doesn't want to do what they're supposed to do, let them um, be, um, let them be done with you. So you can make room for a better spouse. Or just better life in general. Girl. Um last thing I want to say is. You know. As for the Bible verses. This is what I want to say. I don't condemn fornicators. I don't condemn idolaters. I don't condemn adulterers. I don't condemn. I don't condemn abuse the themselves of mankind I don't condemn Thieves I don't condemn covetous. I don't condemn drunkards. I don't condemn Revivists I don't condemn sorcerers. Because I have to I have to Know people's Stories For their Judgments Um I just want that To be Kept in mind Um uh, One last thing One very 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 last thing Um to be able to be a person who is, um, you know, a woman evangelical, I started questioning that. I question that now, too. Why would women and girls want to be evangelical Christians? Because what the Bible says about women has always made me cringe, has always made me melancholic and despondent to... Um, um, It's just sickening how assaulting people is normal, but you want to worry about somebody who had vision issues. I mean there, okay there's nothing wrong with women wearing pants there's nothing wrong with homosexuality there's nothing wrong with transgenderism there's nothing wrong with liberalism sleeping in the past sermon. some some people have busy schedules man some, you know so we gotta keep that in mind not to be so condemnatory um uh, I'm glad he left those domestic violence committers, Bruce. I'm glad Bruce did that. Uh, And at 25, that is torture. That is crazy. That's nuts. Hmm. People want to get away with their bullshit. I don't have to say. Hmm. Hmm. Sickening. So, finish with that. I actually finished the rest tomorrow. A lot of these Bruce articles take a while. That's okay. I like Bruce. He's very thought-provoking. just, I'm just thinking about how really grateful I am to be healing from religion in terms of the sick kind. And sometimes I just get quiet because I think really deeply. Um... to stop right here you know sometimes I just really marinate on the fact that I love the person that I am I love the person that I'm becoming let me say more things while I was thinking with that long silence for quite some time you know I was just dwelling on the fact that I'm much more of a gentleman than I thought, much more Shil Boris than I thought. Much more of a champion women than I thought my best friends are to me all the time. Every time we talk, every day. Um, I'm glad that I'm getting this off my chest. Very important thing to do. a very, very important thing to do, is just to stay, just to heal, I want to mention this though, I was, um, reading this to a friend, um, I was reading something that Carlton Pearson said. Um, This is what he said. Here's another reason why I did this episode. Here we go. Trying to make sure that. Hopefully, it will turn. This is difficult when I, uh, I'll have to use the lap. Ugh, thankfully. Carlton Pearson has talked about something that has been rocking the evangelical world. Because he used to be one himself, now he's a person. Oh? Let's discuss what he said. He said, As a single man, which I was until the age of 40, I remember being incessantly pursued by what we called spirit-filled Christian women. I was baffled that they seemed attracted to me in such strange ways in large numbers. I was always uncomfortable with this part of my public ministry in my role as pastor, traveling evangelist and TV preacher. I found it disappointing that as a so-called anointed vessel of God, I was not respected more in my ministerial office. Um, the reason why that part means a lot to me is because as and I'm going to restate it so you'll know that I'm talking about myself as a permanently single by my choice person, meaning myself, which I will always be, have been, am, now, and will always be. I remember, I, meaning Antonio, remembers throughout my young adulthood being incessantly pursued by what they're called spirit-filled Christian women. This would happen to me in God's house and outside of God's house. When I was younger, sometimes even now, and I may feel this later, I am baffled that they, the spirit filled Christian women, are definitely attracted to you in such strange ways strange ways in large numbers too. I, meaning me, <laughs> was have always uncomfortable with this part of my public figure life and my role as a human rights champion uh, neurodiversity advocate and podcast host and author um Growing up, I felt like I questioned, am I truly an anointed vessel of God if I have godly ladies aggressively pursuing me? I felt like I was not respected more in my being a member of the body of Christ at that time. And I felt that way then that way now and I probably feel that way later. I just remembered Christian women pursuing me, their daughters and the mothers. And they were desperate. A lot of them were. And I just remembered having to keep setting verbal boundaries, physical boundaries, and spatial boundaries it was like pulling teeth and nails because they were so hungry and thirsty for me. They were so dehydrated and starving when it came to me. And I just never liked it because this is not how we're supposed to behave if we're going to be members of the body of Christ. It was always weird and sickening to me. And then, Carlton Pearson mentioned this part that I'm absolutely glad he said because then I'm going to tell you what happened to me. I remember... I This is what he said. Here we go. So... This is Carlton. They started saying I was the most available bachelor. Church was full of beautiful Holy Ghost-filled women. Everywhere I traveled, the place was packed, and I thought it was my anointing, the blessing of the Lord all over me. And then I got married and the balcony cleared out. I went messing my whole ministry. The congregation laughed. That is all inappropriateness to me. But this is I'm 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 a confirmed bachelor right I my other reason for being a confirmed bachelor that means I have no interest in marrying I have no interest in being a family man I have no interest in being a family person Um, my last reasons are I am that drawn to my own independence and I am that fond of my own autonomy I love doing my own thing any place, any time, any audience. I love to play by my own rules and I like to live life on my own terms. I love to live life on my own schedule. I love to I love to completely march to the beat of my own drum zone. That's just why I am uh, a, a, a forever-confirmed bachelor, okay? These are the last times I mentioned these things, uh, so now you get all the scoop of why I'm a single person. But back, back then, I was an available bachelor. This is when I entertained the concept of being a family man, a family person. And there were churches that were full of beautiful ghost-filled women who kept charging after me, daughters, mothers, aunties, grandmothers, everybody, women, (laughs) were coming after me, and I just, and and the reason why I said no is because I could tell they just wanted to have a man. And I felt like I would be doing most of the work if I agreed to be with them. Um, I just, so my spirit said no because they were all milk. The ones who kept pursuing me were milk. And I'm meat. I'm mature. They're immature. And I'm not women bashing. I'm just talking about the ones that I was in I'm just like, I was like, no, I don't want to procreate. I'm thinking to myself, I'm not procreating with I'm, we're not having a wedding, we're not having a reception, we're not having a honeymoon, we will not be family, because I just, know. Plus, I started thinking as I got older, I became less attracted to being a family person, less attracted to being a family man, less attracted to marriage, less attracted to, monogamy because I'm like I just love people I like people why just one where I can have I can innocently enjoy my human variety and not have it be a problem not hurting anybody um you know I got ethics it was the way they framed monogamy and marriage you gotta make a one want- honest woman you got to make an honest woman out of me. Sorry, you're a liar before I, I came along? Were you deceived before I met you? Is that what you're saying? And the whole sex is practically magical once you get married. But I'm like, y'all never say the word consent, and I'm a that victim. That's how I'm doing. So, yes, there were beautiful Holy Ghost filled church women showing me. And I'm just like, no, what about the mature ones? They were so busy with education and school that they really didn't do that. They really didn't, they weren't, they weren't going to anything. Plus, the women and family were advising them not to just focus on school. To do that. And as I studied marriage from a religious perspective, a Christian perspective, I became appalled. I was like, I'm appalled at Paul. I am. Because the, what he would say, I just go, if this is the definition of a Christian marriage, I don't want it. My wife has to obey me. So I'm the only head of the house. I'm a stronger vessel than my wife. And I'm praised for being physically stronger. What the hell? What the fuck? That's how I was thinking. And then... You know... You gotta have kids. What if we don't want to have kids? You gotta do this. You gotta do that. All these traditional rules were just restricting me because it was all about me being above her? No, hell no. We're equals. And I remember everywhere I traveled in the church world, the places were packed with holy ghost-filled women. And as a younger person, I thought it was my I thought it was my Sense of, am I, how can I be a gentleman, as my grandma would say? I'm attracting the wrong types of women. I'm not attracting mature. Mature ones like me, they were just so studious, you know, in school, working, da da da. And I just felt like I questioned if I was I questioned my anointing. I questioned the blessing of the Lord over me, talking about me, because I said, But I'm not supposed to be getting all these Christian women excited like this. We're supposed to focus on God. If we're going to express our attraction, let's do it outside of the house of God. But I keep telling them, you know, we can't do this in God's house. And they keep just not listening. They keep doing it. So This is creepy. And I felt like, am I destroying my ministry? This, I felt this way when I was a Christian. And, uh, and, I, and I got worried about if I marry one, another other Christian women will stop finding me appealing as a godly man, or quit their attraction to me. And I just, it just got horrifying for me. These are other reasons why I left the church. I remember being in a church the area and they always would check out the single pastor, speak steamingly about him. They were just so enamored by that guy. Just and not all their amens were about God, let's put it that way. Wow. So I'm glad I can be honest about this. I I really am. I, I kind of liked the attention but after a while when I start noticing that the women that were attracted to me that were Christian, they, they were just milkish uh, and they've been in churches for years. I could tell that I always knew more about the word than them and they've thought they up to be there in my mom's age bracket hitting on me and this happened to me all of my life and pretty much every church I've ever been pretty much they would talk to them like oh God deliver me from this milk Christian oh God deliver me from milk Christian deliver me Jesus that's what I was thinking I would have I would have fully enjoyed it if, if, if you know mature Christians women were coming after me I would have been like Thank you, God. But then, the milkman was like, this is, I'm the only mature in this relationship? This this is a boatload of bullshit, man. This is bullshit. This is motherfucking bullshit. That's what I was feeling. I'm just like, I can't fucking do this shit. I can't fucking do this shit, I repeat. So these are, this is Antonio, keeping it real. So I'm gonna read, because um, Bruce articles take a long while. Oh, his this one's short. I'll read it next time. Thank you all. For